0: I want to welcome everyone to this Agape Christian Fellowship meeting today, where we are fellowshipping together. We've already covered three of the churches, and so now, today, we have two more. So let's go ahead and take a look at what the Word of God says concerning his church in the book of Revelation out of all the churches we've looked at so far, only one is on target and headed for heaven. All the rest of the churches were told you must overcome some kind of thing in order to receive from God a robe of righteousness, that white robe of righteousness, which allows us into heaven. So far in this discussion, you know if you're in the righteous church, if Christians are being persecuted and killed in the country, the area where you are, if this isn't happening, if you don't have, if your life is not literally in danger for just being a Christian, then you need to take a close look at the remaining churches to make sure which one you're attached to you will want to change churches before it's too late you want to be connected in the right way to god to receive so much from him psalm 27 verse 5 says in the day of trouble he will hide me in his shelter in the secret place of his tent he will hide me and set me high upon the rock in this psalm david refers to the secret place as the tent of the lord it's where, Je- where Jesus will visit with us, not when we get to heaven, but right now on earth as our beloved and our brother, not just the son of God. In one such visit to, a secret pl- to the secret place, the Lord asked me to tell you about heaven, about the realm, the place we refer to as heaven. And about the place that our Heavenly Father has set apart for you. So that we can see not only Jesus as our beloved and our brother, but God as Abba, Papa, and Daddy, instead of Almighty God. And the Holy Spirit as our dear and beloved friend. In order to visit with the Lord in the secret place, On a regular basis, we must overcome the enemy as described in the churches of Revelation. Here is one thing that will help you along that path. You'll need to seek only him, only Jesus, not healing, not provision, not gifts, not a look around at heaven. You will need to Seek just to be with him in whichever way he has for us. Don't seek the secret place. Only seek to worship our Lord. if, If all that you feel is his presence around you, you let the whole world fade away and focus on Jesus and Jesus alone. Then he shall be found. You see, the Lord told me in the visit to the secret place, that he longs to be with his bride, not as king, but as beloved in a secret place. The information about the churches are, uh, in Revelation are here to help us to know where we are so we can do what is necessary to connect with him. It's necessary to take time to examine our life and our church, the church we attend to see which benefits and which consequences we will be having because of our allegiance and where we attend. But the message the Lord wanted me to bring is that he desires to be with you. Paul was very clear that we are to examine our lives, this is a part of the Christian walk, and part of that walk includes where we are fellowshiping. So let's begin today, talking about the church of Thyrita, or I'm sure I mispronounced that, but we're going to call it Tharita today, um, to the angel, the messenger of the, assembly, of the assembly or the church in the Tyria, I think it's the Tyria. Bright. These are the words of the Son of God, who has eyes that flash like the flame of a fire, whose feet glow bright and burnished, like bright and burnished and white hot bronze. This is Revelation 2, verse 18. When the Lord's eyes flash like a living fire, he's angry. I've actually witnessed this in the secret place when I've met with him and he's unhappy about something that's going on in the churches here on earth. It is not a pleasant sight. It is quite, you become quite in awe, that fear of God knowing that he is God and he is unhappy. A A group of Christians needs to be aware that slow to anger, does not mean the Lord does not get angry. For this particular church, he is literally filled with anger from his head all the way down to his toes, which are glowing like metal under a hot flame. That's what happens to bronze when it's heated. It's white hot, glowing bright. Revelation 2.19 continues to this church I know your record and what you are doing, your love and your faith and your service and the patient endurance, and that what your your recent works are, are more numerous and greater than their first ones. Huh, look at that. It is very clear that this church is growing in good works. It has love, faith, service. Most likely that service includes feeding the poor, sending out missionaries, spreading the gospel and such. They are doing God's work. They're enduring with patience. What could possibly bring the Lord to anger with this part of the body? Revelation, the very next verse to uh, verse 20, but I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, claiming to be inspired. And Who is teaching and leading astray my servants and beguiling them into practicing sexual sin, sexual vice, and eating food sacrificed to idols. In order to understand what the Lord is saying here, we must understand who Jezebel is. Remember, just like the feet glowing with white heart bronze, this is a metaphor. It means something. So Jezebel was a queen who, dedic- who was dedicated to another God when she was a child. Her family was. She was a, a foreigner, not one of God's people. She led many astray into a false religion. So this literally is not the woman from the Old Testament. When John spoke this, uh, this word, Jezebel had died hundreds of years before. Th- this represents a spiritual force that carries her traits. Because Jezebel was female, all connections to the spirit or people the spirit works through are here in this verse being referred to in a female context for continuity. Though what is said may be applied to either gender. Since the Lord is speaking about those who are acting as Jezebel did, he uses the form female prophetess. But it may also refer to prophets, the male version of that word, who are working in conjunction with Jezebel. So even though this part of the body is doing good works, they have prophets or prophetesses who are leading people into sin rather than out of it. We're beginning to see a strong pattern of the two things that God really hates, sexual sin and eating food sacrificed to idols. Now, the first sin is super easy to identify. We know what that is. We don't even have to talk about it. But the second reference, eating food, sacrifice to idols, well, hmm, that's a little more challenging to try and understand what John is saying here. Remember, in 1 Corinthians 8 and 10, chapters 8 and 10, Paul encourages believers that whatsoever is set before you, eat. Asking no questions for conscious sake, that we're near the market, just buy the produce you need. Because they were the disciples or in the Christians were living in towns where much of the food was sacrificed to a god, a temple in that area. But he, he said, don't ask any questions about where it came from. If you know it's connected to another religion, then you are honor bound to abstain. I can only think of one really immediate example of this. Remember, we're supposed to be holy unto God as he is holy. When his people took over Israel, they brought defiled objects from other um, religions into their camp and their whole camp became defiled. We cannot bring something into a church saying we're going to anoint this for God and make it holy if it's connected to another religion in any way. That is not what we're supposed to do. That's a lot different than eating food that's sold in a marketplace or somebody serves to you for dinner without knowing where it came from. But if you know, then you're honor bound to take action. The one example I can think of is holy yoga that is spreading rampant through churches. Yoga, we know, were were body poses that were were created to welcome in the Hindu gods. Because it was created for that religion, even though it's good stretching exercises, it's still connected to that religion. Now, if you are doing the stretching poses and you don't know it's connected to yoga, you're just stretching. Well, that's okay. But once you hear the word yoga connected to what you're doing, you're honor bound to abstain. Any church that has these types of things in it, things that belong to another religion, then they're being led by Jezebel. Those people bringing forth great words and claiming to be inspired. They're they're listening to not the right spirit. If your church has anything dedicated to another religion, then this may very well be the church you are attached to. Now concerning Jezebel in particular, if you're not very familiar with this spirit, I encourage you to register for classes at the Courts of Heaven Academy. It's totally free. I'm not trying to sell you something. I just want you to get free. In the second course, you have to go through the courses in order. But in the second course, we have a whole class dedicated to Jezebel. Because this spirit is running rampant. We want to keep it out of our church. And if you want it out of your lives, the academy will help you with it. We've had many testimonies of people that become healed and set free just by applying what they learn in that class. So we won't continue talking about Jezebel. Now let's go back to the church of Revelation. I gave her time to repent, but she has no desire to repent for her immorality. That's The immorality is symbolic of idolatry, and she refuses to do so. Take note, I will throw her on a bed of anguish, and those who commit adultery with her, I will bring down to pressing distresses and severe affliction unless they turn their minds from the conduct conduct, such as hers and repent for their doings. Okay, so now we have a new word attributed to this. This was in the amplified version, her immorality, that symbolic of idolatry. God says in his word that idolatry is the sin of of being stubborn, unwilling to turn, right? And so this, hmm, Holy Spirit's bringing something to me. I'm going to be very patient. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Churches that claim all you have to do is go in a certain Way, say a certain thing, pronounce a certain thing, decree a certain thing over and over, and you will get your way. That is the sin of idolatry. That topic is discussed in the same course with Jezebel. So I'm not going to give you strict scriptures. God just wants you to know that churches who do not encourage you to remove sin to become healed and set free, that Do not encourage you to stop sinning, but just to merely say and keep on a stubborn path, that is idolatry. God gives us time to remove immorality from our lives. That's what this verse is saying. I gave her time to turn from her immorality, from her wrong ways, but she refused to do so. If we refuse to let go of sin, we will be be placed on a bed of suffering. If you have sought healing and can't get free from pain or sickness, then the connection you are in, connection to Jezebel may be the root cause. Repenting, of course, means to turn and go the opposite way. The only way to get free of, a, of an attack of Jezebel isn't to, declare, decree, and renounce those with Jezebel's spirit is to remove her from your life. If she's not in your life, she won't be able to attack you through others. Again, the number one thing that we've seen people healed and set free in in our ministry from is when they learn about Jezebel and they apply it to their lives, they get healed. Halfway through the academy, students have an opportunity to pray with an elder which is kind of a Jezebel test and if <laughs> that spirit has a hold in your life you'll find out about it then okay back to revelation 2 23 this is verse 223 and i will strike for children her proper followers dead thoroughly exterminating them so children of Jezebel are those who are have Jezebel's spirit has moved in and so just like we are children of God, if that, if that spirit has a place and people are teaching others and, and pushing others in a Jezebelic way, then they may be proper followers. And all the assemblies, churches that recognize and understand that I am he who searches the minds, the thoughts, the feelings, the purposes, and their innermost hearts. And I will give to each of you the reward for what you have done as your work deserves. This is a time of correction in the body of Christ. We heard from God last summer in 2020 that he's gonna be removing from their place churches who have gone astray. Church leaders and false prophets will be falling. Many of the sins are internal. They are a matter of their heart of whether or not they're manipulating. We don't always know what that internal motive is, but God does. The Lord reads our hearts. He knows our true motives. And for those people who are in a church that's controlled, led, or under the influence of of the Jezebelic spirit, you will receive judgment for what you have done, both good and bad. Okay, Revelations 2, 24 through 25. But to the rest of you, in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not explored and known the depths of Satan, as they say, I tell you that I do not lay any upon you any other fresh burden. Only hold fast to what you have till I come. Most churches have some people who are holding to the truth. I've seen this in every religion. There are some people in every single Christian religion who honestly love the Lord and they read the word of God and they are doing their best to remove sin, even if their church says it's okay. It's so great to see that the Lord will honor them. If they're not going along with those teachings and they've not fallen into sin. Christians in a wrong body of believers but holding to the truth will not receive the same consequences of those who are participating in the sins of Jezebel. Revelations 2 verse 26, it says, and he who overcomes is victorious, and he who obeys my command to the very end, doing the works that please me, look at that, doing the works that please me, we're supposed to be working, I give him the authority and power over nations. Hmm. We must be willing to do what the word of God says, not what man tells us it's it, what, that it's okay. If you are a member of this church and hold on to God's truth and his ways instead of following others into sin, it says that you will be there when he comes back, when Jesus returns, and you will receive a reward for your effort. Notice, as we have discussed when we talked about the rapture, there is no escaping or being out of a horrible time upon the earth, God's hour of testing. Nope, there's just going through it and a reward at the end. If you want to be removed from this earth in the rapture, from that time of testing upon the whole earth, Your connection is important. In the last class, the last course in the academy, you will discover that prophecy that was given in 2020 about how Jezebel enters a church. If you're willing, if you're willing to hear what God says, by the end of the academy, you should be ready for that strong word. How is Jezebel getting into our church? You want to make sure you are in the right church, and ready for the rapture, I urge you to begin classes. Learn God's ways. Okay, let's continue on Revelation 2, verses 27 and 28. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken into pieces. And his power over them shall be like the power which I myself receive from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. Okay, this is to those who overcome who leave Jezebel behind, who stay true to the ways of God. The Greek word, the is translated overcomes. It's one of the meanings is arraigned at law to win a case to mainly maintain one's cause. What God is pronouncing over each church is a judgment that must be cleared in the courts of heaven and overcome. The reward is to rule on earth when Jesus returns. The morning star has been used to describe both Jesus and Satan because their heavenly power is so great that it's enough to be seen by all, even in the low light of early dawn. That's what morning star means. It's that brightest star in the sky that you can see even as the sun rises. Jesus is called the the bright morning star, and Satan only gets morning star, by the way. Okay, so Jesus is still more powerful. (laughs) The Greek word didemoi is translated to give, but it also means to make. So the last verse could read, and I will make him a morning star. I will make him powerful enough to be seen across the whole earth even when the sun is present lasting in a church like this if your loved ones are in a church like this don't hound them don't don't do only what the holy spirit says and knows know that there is hmm, there is provision for them as long as they're staying away from sin they will be ruling and reigning with jesus with great power this chapter or this uh, description for this church ends the way it mo- most of them do. He was able to hear, let him listen and heed what the Holy Spirit says to the assemblies in the churches. So this church has some great achievements, increasing love, works, faith, service, and endurance. Wow, The only thing they need to do is remove Jezebel who's leading them into sexual sin. Those people are bringing anointed words that are wrong. And stop eating food sacrificed to idols. Those who aren't following Jezebel, the second obstacle, is they must hold on. They must hold on and not fall into that trap, those sins that everyone else is doing, that that they're being told is okay. The reward for those who overcome, they get to rule and reign with Jesus in great power. The Lord gave me a special message for this church. He warned me about a time of that correction coming across to the body of Christ in the summer of 2020, but recently he sent me a dream to reveal how it affects what it may look like for some ministries. These are churches who are operating outside their rightful authority and may be. This one church may be that church that we've just discussed. So I'm going to give you this dream here now today. I'm going to give you the dream and then the interpretation. I was sleeping in, in the bed with my husband, or I was sleeping, uh, sorry, my husband was sleeping and I was pacing nearby. I went to the bathroom and after using the facilities um, and washing up, I went into the living room and I saw my husband. He was awake on the edge of the bed. And he came and joined me in the living room. He said, and I said, you're up. And he he was looking very haggard, very tired, and, and even a little scared. And he said, I couldn't rest knowing what is coming. We only have it one day left. So here's the interpretation. There was a ministry that I was part of. Or, the, my husband re- represents a ministry that I, that I became part of when I was a Christian, when I entered my relationship with the Lord. The bathroom is removing sin, the living room is our social activity, the place of social activity. The bed is our place of rent, rest and intimacy, and the television news are events happening worldwide. Because in this dream, I seem to know more than the Lord. My husband cannot be the Lord in my life. Also, my natural husband finds solutions far faster than I do on most occasions. So this dream really isn't about him either. So I asked the Holy Spirit, who "Who is my husband in this dream? I don't get it. And he said it was the church that I was really involved with when I rededicated my life to God. And was at the age my husband was in the dream. These types of churches do have prophets that I believe belong to that church. They're making false declarations, giving false prophecies forth. So notice that I was not in bed with my husband. I was up moving around and specifically in the bathroom The bathroom is where we remove sin from our life. When we're washing up, we're really taking care of our body and how we apply things. So I'm no longer in in an intimate place with this church as I had once been. And I've taken care to remove sin from my life. Instead, we are only connected socially in the living room because we're both Christians. Soon, the world will know that the time of correction from heaven is here. That is the coming meteor from the news on TV. That's not a literal meteor. It's actually just something that's happening. So that branch of God's church may not know how to avoid that destruction. The announcer on the television said, the impact of the meteor will not affect those who are at least five feet underground. I pointed at the television and said, hey, it looks like there may be a way we can survive. A small light of hope entered my husband's eyes. And I said, we are not far from Carlsbad Caverns. We could, I said, couldn't we get there in just a day? My husband nods and we get, he said, And I said, we have to get moving if we're going to make it in time. So my my family begins walking from the house. I'm with my oldest daughter, Ashley, leading the way. My husband is following us. We only get a short distance down the street when rocks begin falling from the sky. Now I say rocks and not meteors because you could see they were gray rocks and they were hurling down and striking things. They were going slow enough that we could actually dodge them if we were paying attention and looking. Most um, other people that weren't watching for what was happening were struck down by the impact of the stone stones. My husband shouts to me, I'll go back for the car. A short time later, we see him coming towards us in an SUV. That's a sport utility vehicle. And as we see him coming towards us, A large, fiery meteor streaks across the sky and demolishes his vehicle. So in this dream, then, Ashley, the one I've given birth to would be Agape Christian Fellowship. Stones, well, you've heard in the Bible how they threw stones at people. And Jesus said, you without sin cast the first stone. So stones are words of judgments coming from heaven. The SUV, any kind of vehicle, is our way of moving forward towards our destiny. And the meteor, of course, is a judgment from heaven, a fiery judgment because it was on fire. So the Lord has revealed the place of safety to our ministry. Five is the number meaning grace. Underground means that we must be under God's grace. Now, I mentioned Carlsbad Caverns. Carlsbad, I, w- I wondered why and I knew I had to look it up because I'm like Carlsbad Caverns, there's other caverns that are closer. Um, and so I looked it up and, and Carlsbad is the Czech, named after a Czech town formerly known um, by the Germans as Carlsbad, it's spelled with a K instead of a C. Both of, And both of these actually mean Charles's bath. Charles means free man. In other words, Christians, those who are made free through Jesus, need to be submerged, submerged in his spirit. That's the bath. They need to be re-submerged in, his, in him so they can receive his grace. Now, That cleansing water of the Holy Spirit, that cleansing to remove all the sin is what is necessary. That is why the Lord had us develop the Courts of Heaven Academy and to give it away for free so we could lead as many people in the ways of God through his word. It's based all on scripture. Now, some will wait to begin that journey to safety until they see that they only have a short time left. And they can, they'll actually, when they see the things coming from heaven, the stones, they may give in to fear and go back to the old ways they were practicing. See, that vehicle represents the old ways they were moving towards their destiny. We can lead people to safety, but they're not willing to give up the old ways that are wrong. They will not survive God's judgment. There is hope for the Theteria church. God has provided the answer. I just pray that many will see it before it's too late. That is what God has given us for that church, type of church today. So now we can move on to the next type of church. Here is the Sardis church. At least I can pronounce that one. It's pretty straightforward and easy. (laughs) Uh, Revelation 1, verse or Revelation 3, verse 1. To the angel of the assembly in Sardis, write, These are the words of him who has the seven spirits of God. That's the sevenfold Holy Spirit, all the ways in which he works, and the seven stars. I know your record and what you're doing. You're supposed to be alive, but in reality, You're dead. Wow. The Lord didn't waste much time with this church. He got right to the point. This is the strongest rebuke yet. God is reminding them that his spirit is sent out along with his angels. That's what the stars are. In the New Testament, we see references to people as dead before they knew Jesus as Lord, and alive once he rules their lives. This means the church is full of people that are Christian in name only. Revelation 3 verse 2 says, Rouse yourself and keep awake and strengthen and invigorate what remains, and it's on the point of dying. For I have found not a thing that you have done, any works of yours, meeting the requirements of my God, or perfect in his sight. Wow. You know, one thing I've seen here today between these two churches is God expects us to be doing work for him, whatever work he's assigned us. Remember, Jesus himself referred to those, Lazarus, in the, in the cave as only being asleep, and I think it was the other girl that he healed that had died they're asleep, but they're actually dead. So here, asleep is the same as, as dead. If you are not alert and active for the body, you are spiritually asleep and dead. Dead works are those that are not connected to Jesus, the vine. There are many works that we can do that are good. We can do works that benefit us and benefit others. That's not a perfect work. Okay, we we might receive a benefit, but we better make sure it's what God wants It's rightly aligned with him. If they are not what the Lord has for us to do or done according to God's ways, those who are operating in the wrong ways that we talk about in the academy, those are not according to God's ways and they're not perfect in his sight. So James was the half-brother of our Lord. He tells us, he confirms that faith without works is dead. These are people who may have said, oh, Jesus is my Lord and said the prayer, but didn't work for the kingdom. So James 2.26 says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. This is the conclusion of an entire chapter from James where he gives many examples of why faith is dead without works. Remember, we don't work to receive salvation, but once we know that we are saved through Jesus, once we know he has done it all, that he's done what we could not, we could have never done enough to be right with God. Once we realize that, once we truly believe that and know that we would have wound up in hell being tortured for all eternity, well, then we should be willing to work. We should be eager to work for the kingdom to help others who might be on the point of dying, who may not make it to heaven. If this describes your life or your church, you need to take action I would begin by reading the entire second chapter of James. This may help to stimulate any Christian who's not working for the kingdom, who thinks that saying that prayer is enough. I just say that prayer, go about my life, and I'll wind up in heaven. That's that's not what this scripture is saying. The Bible does not say that's God's way. We need to begin learning about God. We need to be working for him and his kingdom. Revelation 3, verse 3. So call to mind the lessons you received and heard, continually laying them upon your heart and obey them and repent. That means to turn around, go the other direction, stop it. (laughs) All right. In case you will not rouse yourself and keep awake and watch, I will come upon you like a thief and you will not know or suspect at what hour I will come. You notice there's no quick fix for those who are dead or on the point of dying. In order to wake up, they must relearn the basics of God's ways. Continually, in the scripture, shows that it will be a process. Don't expect a quick one-time prayer to have, have all your, fix all your problems and have ever, everything restored. You need to put time and energy. You need to learn and apply what you've learned to your life. That's the repenting part. As you learn, we've heard testimonies from people who learn and apply from the academy what they learn. Then they become healed, not just with Jezebel, with a lot of other classes. You have to apply it. You have to turn around and go the other way. Once you see it backed up by scripture, scripture, it's a step-by-step walk to become awake. Also remember that it says that the Christians who are asleep and in need of rousing, they're either asleep or half asleep, then the Lord's second coming will be like a thief in the night. So only if you're asleep does it surprise you to know that the Lord's coming is at hand. Those who are awake will know the times and the seasons and they will be ready for his return. Let's continue. Revelation 3, verse 4 says, You have a, f- a few names in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Ha! Ah, yay! Thank you, Lord. Here is another example that there are some who have not fallen asleep, who are, who are awake even in these dead kind of churches, sleeping churches. God is judging them in their own walk. He's singling out those who are determined to remove the sinful in the wrong ways from their life. This makes it clear that when God is speaking to a church, there's two applications. Sometimes it's for the whole body, but sometimes individual believers can receive a little bit more for their walk. So in this particular church, we need to apply it in these ways. Individual members who are still walking in God's ways can be, who are clean and free of sin won't receive that judgment. They'll have a white gown. We always need to closely examine God's judgment for each and every church. When there's harm done to others by leading, leading them into sin, even if you are not participating in that sin, you don't get to receive the full benefits of being part of the church that's actually acting right and be kept from that hour of tribulation. So what makes you a part of a church? Tithing into a church makes you a part of that body of believers. You're, or you're supporting them with your finances. You're supporting their work. So you can be supporting what God is doing through that body and you can also be supporting a wrong, uh, wrong leader in a church that's leading others into sin. We need to look and closely examine what our church is doing. We don't agree with it. There are two steps you should take. One, pray. Ask God to grant our leaders' wisdom. Two, listen and ask the Holy Spirit. If we need to leave that church, if you remain in the church and it overcomes the judgment against it, or if you personally overcome it, there will be a reward. Revelation 3, verse 5 and 6, the Sardis church that is dead. If you remain in that church, here's your reward. He that overcomes shall be clothed in white remnant, and, he will, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. You see, white is a symbol of our righteousness before God. The book of life is where our name is written when we take Jesus as Lord. It seems that our names can be blotted out if we are asleep with only unrighteous works. Did you know that? I was pretty, pretty shocked. When I heard that, I thought once you said that prayer, your name was recorded, that's what they told me in the book of life and you got to go to heaven. I didn't realize that it could be blotted out. (laughs) If not blotting it out as a benefit, well then it means that other times it can be blotted out. This means that if you are dead and you've never made it, you're not alive, your name's not in that book, you don't get to go to heaven. This is serious business we're talking about today. Now know that the achievements on this church are none. None that are perfect. Obstacle. You must arouse from sleep and learn God's ways. Go, going back to the basic teachings. The reward is a white garment and the name in the book of life. Now I want to be clear here. Those that says, I'm, I'm coming back up here too. Um, there, there's a few names in Sardis which have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. I don't know for a hundred percent if they'll make go in the rapture. It doesn't really say that they go in the rapture. It says you'll walk with him in white. That means you'll make it to heaven. Is that you know, so all we, all we can say for sure is that they'll still make heaven. The other part, hmm, I don't know. But those who need to wake up, we know that their reward is just having a white gown and being part of heaven. That is our teaching today. There is hope that the Lord has for every church there is a way out for every church. It seems that not everyone in a single body of believers, not every single person is defiled. Again, if you have a family member that you're concerned for, either they said the prayer that when they were a kid and they've never done anything since, whatever the problem is, pray for them. Cry out to God for mercy. We teach you how to do that in the first few classes. You cry out for mercy to God, for those who do not know his ways. And let's do that here today. Let's let's pray for those who are either connected in the right, wrong place, who are asleep, all of those who are in danger of missing the great benefit our Lord has for us. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Father, we are so very grateful for all that you've done through Yeshua HaMashiach, your son, Jesus. Father, we want to be connected to the right church. If we're in the wrong in any way, show us and let us know. And today, Father, we pray for those who are in these other churches we've seen described in this book of Revelation. Lord, for all of those who are asleep, who are in a wrong place, doing a wrong thing, connected to a wrong church. Oh, Father, we just pray that you would shine a bright light into their life. We ask for your wisdom. I come to them. You would grant them wisdom, Father. I also pray for your mercy, blood of your son cries out from the ground for mercy. I stand in agreement with that cry for mercy. Father, I know that they may be persecuted. They may be enduring a lot of things because you are a just and righteous judge and they have placed themselves in the hands of the enemy by their actions. But I ask for mercy today. I ask, Father, that you would touch their hearts, would move them, would wake them up, point them in the right direction. I just cry out for mercy for all of those across this earth, for we know the time is close. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for this today. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, amen. I did want to include, though, that, that encouragement for some that the only, uh, I did suggest that the heading was the best way to go <laughs> in, in the tribulation if you missed the rapture, um, during that time period. As we can see, there are other benefits for lasting through it. For me, maybe, maybe it's just because I would be in a hurry to get to heaven, and, and, it, and for me, I, I wouldn't want to last through it, but it does seem that there are some good benefits for those who last through the, what the Antichrist is going to do. Now, remember, we've talked about the mark of the beast and so it means lasting through it without being able to buy or sell. I mean, there's a lot of things to go through and a lot of uh, persecution you'll have to endure till that end. So there is hope um, and beheading isn't the only hope. It's just, you know, the way I prefer. <laughs> so, so we have good, good help for other churches as well. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you all, shalom.